welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're with you this week on this journey to create a new metal canon. And this week, though, we're we're going to need to make a special request of all of our listeners, all of our Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. We're going to need you to crank it up. Crank it up. <laughs> That's right. A couple months ago, maybe even longer, we got uh, an email, I believe, and it said, hey, do you know about this album? NASCAR on Fox, Crank It Up, in which a assortment of new metal bands cover songs all about racing cars or cars in general. I said, give me this thing. And I had to hunt it down, and I got it. And as this episode goes up, if I've timed this right, the Daytona 500 is about to happen, I guess. I don't know. So you can listen to Oh, man. I think I hear it in the distance. I think I hear the Daytona 500. That's right. Daytona International Speedway heating up. Heating up. And so we felt, let's let's do this fucking album. And so Jenny and I have spent the last two weeks listening to Crank It Up. NASCAR on Fox, Crank It Up. And we are going to talk about it today. Matt, as always, you have not heard this record. You've only heard about us experiencing it for the last couple of weeks. Well, when you told me that it was Crank It Up, NASCAR on Fox, I did a search for it because it's not available on any streaming services. I'm stealing some here. It is not. But then I found, and I had no idea that this was why it was called Crank It Up. So I'm going to do it now because if you're wondering why we're like idiots uh, fine idiots by the way I think uh, but here, here's why it's called Crank It Up as they come off turn number four we'll let you know when to turn it back down but for right now Crank It Up Those cars are going fast. <laughs> They're going fast as hell. That's and a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk all about today about NASCAR on Fox. Crank it up. Which, if you um, read the spine of the physical CD, which I have in front of me, it reads NASCAR on Fox. Crank it up in a normal font, and then crank it up in an all caps font. Mm-hmm. So two crank it ups. I'll have to figure out how I'm going to label this episode when we post it. Um, Jenny, let's uh, let's start it. When did this album come out? Uh, this album was released on May 21st, 2002. Come down. Mm-hmm. It's, it is indeed a come down record. Jenny, Matt, I know none of us have uh, a history with this album. It was a big surprise to all of us. But um, I'm curious to know your history with NASCAR. Jenny. So my dad, uh, for my whole life has worked in auto shops. Um, he's not like a, he knows a lot about cars, but he's not what I would call like a car guy, but he would sometimes watch NASCAR. 
And I, that was like pretty much it. Um, the area I grew up in was like very white working class. And so there was like a lot of NASCAR fanfare uh, just sort of around me. Um, but I think for me, it's like mostly the hits. I dated a guy once who was really into NASCAR and he had like earn it posters, like Dale Earnhardt posters all over his room. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know he actually was obsessed with Deftones too. I'm oh certain I've talked about him on this podcast before, but, um, that was like as, as close to the sun as I flew. I have been to Daytona International Speedway wow. because, oh. uh, my... BFF uh, lives in, uh, well, she used to live in Daytona. So she lives in the Daytona area. So I've been to, I, I don't know if Ground Zero is the way to say it, but. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Is it? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. So I guess you could say I'm basically an expert. Um, you, may be, you may be our expert. I, I might Zero. be the expert. I don't know. How, how about you guys? So my dad, um, my dad has gone through many iterations of uh, car racing enthusiasm, as I would call it. Um, my dad is largely a car guy. Um, he would get uh, an assortment of car magazines when we were growing up, Car and Driver, Road and Track. Um, all those were just constants on like the dinner table. I'd see those all the time. And... I remember he would watch the Indy 500 every year consistently, and if I'm correct, and I should I should ask my dad before we recorded this, but I forgot to. Um, there was a moment when he stopped watching. I want to say NASCAR because they did some sort of shift in the rules of what type of engines you could use, and my dad said something effective like they gave all the engines like. Taurus engines he's like they're all just a bunch of Ford Tauruses was something that he I distinctly remember him saying and he's like I don't <laughs> want to watch a bunch of Ford Tauruses that's a got him I just <laughs> like, I don't want to watch a bunch of Ford Tauruses drive around in a circle and but I remember being and the things that I don't know who was in what like because I remember like Mario Andretti that's a guy I remember hearing his name a lot growing up Rick Mears was another one um so I was aware of those guys um Aware of some of those drivers, obviously Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, and uh, and but then my dad sort of like stopped watching all of the American racers, and he got really into Formula One, and then my dad was just hardcore Formula One for I think like probably the last like twenty five years, and so he would be taping races at like four o'clock in the morning to then watch them later on that day, or sometimes he would get up super early and watch a race at six o'clock in the morning. Um, cause they'd be airing, I don't know, in France or something like that, which is also is why my parents have never been able to cut the cord. Cause my dad needs to have this one channel that just carries formula one racing, but it does make my dad very easy to shop for, for, for holidays and birthdays and father's day. Cause I just got to go onto Amazon and type in formula one and find out whatever uh, book has come out, you know, but my dad also has my dad's form. I mean, this is not NASCAR, but it's car racing. My dad's, um, fandom of, uh, formula one. Had, did get to the point where he once went to um, see Formula One that was raced at um, the Indianapolis Speedway where they do the Indy 500. 
And for some reason, he went he went with my uncle. Not for some reason. He went with my uncle because my uncle also likes Formula One. <laughs> but they did not get a hotel. They stayed in a frat house that was the frat of one of my, like, cousins but removed, like, related only by marriage situations. And my dad came back and was like, I could not get any sleep there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was a frat. He's like, they partied till 4 o'clock in the morning. I was like... Yeah, dad. It's a frat, frat you, house. It's a frat, frat house. I mean, you pinch the pennies, they pinched you back. Okay, <laughs> like I don't have to tell you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So by yeah, so I've been. I mean, I'm, I and I. I guess I shouldn't bury the lead on this. I find all car racing to be incredibly boring. Um, like I can think of times in a pre-internet one TV in the house childhood where the option was go outside or go to my room and read a book I've already read or something or sit with my dad as he watches cars go around and around for five mm-hmm. fucking hours. So, yeah, exactly. Was it time to crank it up, Jen? <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, that's the energy I need. Um, I have a quick follow-up question because I yeah. know a lot of people who are very into Formula One. My cue is, is... Formula One to NASCAR as tiny homes are to trailers. <laughs> is this just like a bougier? Yeah, it's oh, the same oh. thing, but like culturally, it's a little bougier. Formula it One is, is definitely absolutely co- bougier. Way like, bougier. Uh, yeah. Right. So, very so, yeah, European. And very much. Um, I mean, a big part of it is that, the, that they race on different tracks and they're all different designs. So no one's racing in a circle. They're racing oh, in little, like, yeah, like swoop. A, yeah, circuit. a whole a yeah. circuit, yeah. And so that is like a big part of it. Um, I mean, the other thing is that you have Team McLaren versus Team Ferrari. So that's what you're dealing with. You know, you, there's, yeah, this level of bougie prestige with it. Um, I see. So you have yeah. to turn a different direction yes in a nicer so, car <laughs> instead of just going left for five hours you go left and right and left again yes um, in a better car i got in it a better, yeah um oh and the other thing just to just to express my dad's uh fandom um when i went to the house recently i saw in one of the rooms he had gone to some fan event and which you could have your picture taken with cardboard standings of the team that you like so it's like a mm. bunch of cardboard standees of the team mclaren and my dad um that is up in the house so yeah my dad my dad is still very much yeah hardcore formula one matt all right let's get to it my history with formula one or car racing in general was just a love of burt reynolds movies as a kid stroker's ace you know a cannonball run used to think car racing was super cool. Uh, in Detroit, we had a Formula One race on the Belle Isle, which is a, which is a park in the city. Uh, so we had some Formula One racing here. My parents being, my parent, my father being a fireman and my uncle being a fireman, my brother being a fireman. Uh, Paul Newman used to come to town with the Formula One racing. So like they would go to Belle Isle during that time and kind of be like, trying to check out the stars and cars and be all excited about it and um have a great paul newman story uh one of the firemen saw paul newman and started a quote cool hand luke to him and um paul newman goes yeah 
aren't movies great? And then peels the fuck out in his car. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, uh, man. Which is, the, which is the ultimate, like, see ya. Like, ah, uh, so good. He, he should, yeah, that's that's the noise his car made, Jenny. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Uh, I did not, yeah. for there, a large portion of my early life, I had no idea there was a difference between NASCAR and Formula One uh, because I just thought car racing was car racing. How foolish I was when I. When I found that out, I had no idea why stock, what made stock car racing, stock car racing until I met somebody who was way into it in college. And he was like, no, people buy stock in the car. That's why they have all the labels all over them. I was like, oh. Wait, what? Wait, what? 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 So NASCAR is North American stock car. So stock car means that a company buys stock in the car. That's why it's a racing team and it has all those labels and all the shit all over it is because those companies buy stock in that car. So they are giving money to the team and they get back their, in this case, is pretty much the exchange of having DuPont or Pennzoil or whatever on the car so they get placement they get stock in that car that's why it's yeah. called stock car race uh. i'm sure that there's yeah. a lot <laughs> <laughs> this is a car it's a car beginning to understand what's going on <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot more nuance and there's a lot more to it but like that's the cliff notes version that's kind of probably half right um I remember this time of 2002 very, very well with NASCAR because there was absolutely the people who kind of had the NASCAR league. I don't know if it's called a league. Sorry. Um, we're absolutely trying to make a push into the mainstream. So, like, f- there was a big, like, you know, you started to learn who Dale Earnhardt was. You were starting to learn, like, who Junior was and who the racers were. Um, uh at that time like there was a big money push i think the thing is as a spectator at home i don't enjoy it but i have a feeling that it's kind of like if you get in the center there where it's a party you're gonna love it because it's just gonna you're gonna be high on on fumes all day drunk as hell with a whole bunch of people with cars going, like, it just looks like it's a party, that they're having the best time in the world. I have heard I- reports from the circle. A uh, good friend of mine <laughs> went to a couple races, uh, and that's what she said, basically, was that they were just completely fucked up the whole time, and it was a great time. I I, uh, I would say... Anything I've ever seen of anybody in the stands at a NASCAR race, that looks like uh, total hell to me. Um, I, I, I'd say, like, watching at home seems bad, but watching in person seems worse. Um, because once they drive past you, then you just are sitting there waiting for them to drive past you again. But then Unless also, you're the guy in Final Destination. That's right. Oh, I was. I, that's right. I just, I just watched all the Final Destinations in order, and I'd never seen most of them. And what a journey it was. And um, what is that? Is that four, Jenny? 
With the uh, I think so. It's whichever one was in 3D. It's a more recent Final Destination. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four. And that is, um, I felt they did a pretty good job of covering all the demographics of people who would be at um, a NASCAR stock car. I almost said show, but it's not a show. It's a race. Boy, am I going to um, sound so dumb, by the way. Because stock car, oh boy. Stock car honestly used to mean that it was just a bought off the dealer lot stock car like it wasn't enhanced for racing (laughs) (laughs) but you could say anything and i would be like that sounds right that sounds right matt (laughs) i don't know i mean the thing thing, this guy just straight up lied to me and i've been holding on to that like truth for the last (laughs) 20 years i never fact checked this matt i mean was this told to you at like a party casually is that how you got this info? Yeah, yeah. It was like at work at um Oh yeah. At Sam's Club. Like Yeah. This this listen. was totally like and I was like, sure. Cool. This, Matt, this is listen, when you're in when you're in we've talked about this before. Jenny's talked about this personally, that, you know, when you're in like middle school and high school, you'll say things like, Yes, I skateboard, but only at my grandma's house. You know, or the guy that I knew who's like, Yeah, I'm going skydiving this weekend, no big deal. NBD. Don't worry about it. Sorry, no pictures. They don't allow cameras in the plane, you know? And then when you grow up and you get a job and then you're at work, then this is then you encounter the new type of, you know, bullshit lie that is now extended to like, oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know when they uh, throw a guy out of a plane in a movie? Yeah, that's uh, that's not a real guy. That's a uh, that's just like a a dead body, and then they just throw it out. <laughs> People donate their bodies, and you're just like, no shit, really? And then everyone's like, all right, back on the assembly line. You're like, okay, cool. And then you go through your life being like, you know, they throw dead bodies out of planes in movies. Like that's the people donate them, and they're like, you know, uh, no, no, they don't. They, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so here I will, is a stock yeah. car in the original okay. sense of the term is an automobile that has not been modified from its original factory configuration. So that's you taking your Ford Focus, me taking my Chevy Cruze. We hit the ring. We're out there busting it. Later, the term stock car came to mean any production-based automobile used in racing. Okay, sure. This term is used to differentiate such a car from a race car, which is a special custom-built car designed for racing purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now these, these so now here's what here's what it is. The degree to which these cars conform to standard model specs has changed over the years and varies from country to country. Today, most American stock cars may superficially resemble standard American family sedans, hence the Taurus, but are in fact silhouette cars purpose-built racing machines built to a strict set of regulations governing the car design, ensuring that the chassis, suspension, engine, etc. are architecturally identical to those in production vehicles. For example, NASCAR Cup Series race vehicles now require fuel injection. And the, you can then blah, 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 blah. But- you know how in The Little Mermaid, Ursula takes your like essence into her little seashell and you turn into like those little yeah i don't know those little shrimp little guys Mm -hmm. the poor unfortunate souls that's what happened to me while we were learning about nascar (laughs) just just the light (laughs) of your life oh god yes and you were like oh no that's exactly (laughs) right 
<laughs> keep singing. <laughs> keep talking about NASCAR. <laughs> uh, I am. I, I. I am reminded of one more NASCAR story, and then we're gonna dive into this motherfucker. When Matt, you'd brought up earlier, or maybe no, Jenny, you had brought up the Earn It posters. Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. So when I went to college, I went to college 2000, 2004, and I lived with uh, a lot of guys who were from mid-Michigan, northern Michigan, and they were, you would think they were from the deep south in regulation to their fascination with um, a lot of stock car stuff and everything. I just didn't How think would be- How dare that. you? How dare I you? I know. I know. I know. I had a lot to learn. That's why you go to school. And um, and so I remember when Dale Earnhardt died, they were watching that race. And when he died, when they announced he was dead, you, I mean, it was cataclysmic. People were weeping. People were losing it. My roommate, I, I'd never seen such... I mean, I think it was, now that I think about it, I mean, this was pre-9-11, um, but it was like seeing, I mean, it was almost like seeing like an assassination in a way. And I remember like everyone was like, like I said, upset, but also like very like stoic. Like these were guys that also like a bunch of like 18 year old boys who'd like, you know, still figuring out their themselves. But I remember one guy like looking at the TV and like solemnly crossing himself. And I was like god damn this sport is deep in these people like wow i'm aware of the fandom and environmental impact aside you, you like what you like and you know it is it is what it is but um we gotta talk about this fucking album so i i don't know jenny were you able to find any sort of origins like some guy got in a room and said hey we got to get head PE to cover a track i mean do did you hear did you were able to find anything no this is like <laughs> Very well. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying I didn't try that hard because I felt like the poor, unfortunate souling of me was happening as I listened to this record, which eventually we'll get to. <laughs> um, but I, I did some searches and it was sort of difficult to look up just because NASCAR crank it up is like such a, such yeah, a thing. It's their tagline. I, I really don't know. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that, that thing. Uh, I, I don't know from whence this came. From what I recall at that time, stuff like this was extremely common. Like there was very long compilation covers, soundtracks for just about everything. So this was like a very soundtrack heavy time, if I recall correctly. So it seems like a brand just following suit. Yeah, Did you find I anything? So there, there weren't. A, there was only one professional review that I could find on all music. Otherwise, all the reviews are Amazon reviews, which, if time permits, we may dive into those because a couple of those are pretty interesting. But uh, the uh, the review on all music from writer Richie Unterberg goes as follows: Are many typical NASCAR fans also fans of in-your-face metal, hard rock, punk rock crossover? That seems to be the assumption behind this compilation of driving songs, most though not all in the blustery macho vein. As a suitable soundtrack perhaps for images of cars whooshing over the road in undue haste, though it doesn't make for the greatest music. And then it kind of gets into to the various thing, but um I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil. I think we should just um 
maybe I'll revisit this when we get to the end. The, the review here was not... Uh, actually, it has an all-music rating of two and a half stars and a user rating of four out of five stars and then an option for me to give a rating. We shall see. Um, wow, wow, wow. Uh, let's, let's stop dancing around it. Oh, as I mentioned, I have physical copy. Physical copy here. When this initially was sent to us, I had a devil of a time getting a, a physical copy. Uh, eventually found it from our boys at the declutter store for $9.98. Since then, apparently somebody got a truck of these, and now they're all over eBay and Discogs for like as low as like 4 bucks. So if you want one, they are out there. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. I mean, this we gave it a bump and, and it came out of the crevices. It's it's, well, it's coming out of the pit. It's coming out of the the pit and onto the roadway, Matt. Oh, yeah, I, I got to right. work on my my car metaphors. Jenny, how's this record start? Well, this record starts off with a little song called NASCAR on Fox theme. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a big race today as we go through 48 million songs on this album called Crank It Up. You got. All right, all right, all right. All right, so this set a mood. And I got to tell you, three listens. I played this on my stereo at home, and this came on playing through the house, and I was like, all right. Here we go. We're in it now. We're in it now. Jenny, what's next? Up next, we've got Crosstown Traffic as done by Head P.E. Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Head P.E.'s Crosstown Traffic? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, but secondly, uh, yikes. That's tough. (laughs) 
This is tough stuff. Like this whole thing is, I'm going to say tough stuff. Um, the song itself, like I, it's a Jimi Hendrix song. Um, and I think just because of how much it's been used and stuff, it just seems like very corny to me already. I, I don't know. This is just tough for me. <laughs> it's funny. It made me laugh. Is it good? Not for me. Doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> Lauren and Matt, what did you think? Um, so I will confess this was not a Jimi Hendrix song that I was intimately familiar with. Um, so I'm assuming this is just in a lot of stuff. I'm just never aware that it's in it. I, I was not familiar with this song. Um, so lyrically, it seemed like a very PG version of what Jared is normally doing. Um, you know, chasing a woman across town in a vehicle. I mean, that you're halfway to a head piece song right there. Um, so, uh, you know, it, um, it uh, felt a little more rock and roll than, than, uh, new metal, but it does have a bunch of scratching on it. I think the worst part about it for me was that it felt like it was never going to end. Um, I felt like it had come to a logical conclusion, and then they just kept saying, cross town traffic for between 2 and 11 minutes, it felt like. Um, just an endless, like, I just like, okay, this song's almost over. And they'd be like, dun 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 And I was like, oh, we're going to end cross town. And I was like, oh, we're going to do this again. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this really felt like an endless song, and I wrote in my notes, ominous, since this song felt so endless. <laughs> Spoiler alert, not even close to the worst song in this album. That is very true. Yeah, Matt. Okay. Yeah. Um a little confused, just a little confused with how you could take Crosstown Traffic, which is a 2 minute and 19 second song by Jimi Hendrix and turn it into what was that? 5 minutes? But you keep repeating Crosstown Traffic over and over again. That's how yeah. it's done. Here's the thing. Good on head PE. I hope they got the biggest fucking paycheck that Fox could write. Because the song is the song. I like Jimi Hendrix. I love his catalog. Like any, you know, like my dad had that CD, the RU Experience CD, which was mm -hmm. like the best of the Jimi Hendrix experience. And I listened to that thing all the time as a teenager. Um, so I'm, I'm intimately familiar with this. Um, this absolutely just feels like, yeah, let's just rip it out. Have fun with it. Um, it was, I personally missed references to nut sacks and, or, um, you know, dangling balls, but. Sure. That's tough. I, it, 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 coming off of, uh, only in America, it was yeah, a little up, jarring. You know what I mean? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was not prepared for a song in which Jar did not threaten sexual violence on someone. Um, I was just, I was like, okay, I guess not. Crosstown traffic, he's gonna get to you as a, is as extreme as it's gonna to get. Um, I, I don't know how I miss left this off. Um, getting the physical copy of the CD was a gift in one way, in that in the liner notes, nearly every artist on this album was forced and i do believe they were forced to write something <laughs> yes. about 
either why they did this song or why they like car racing or why they like NASCAR. <laughs> These quotes are across the board bananas. And um, we they all are have being a copy. Held- at gunpoint like the yes. whatever the little gun is that they like bop the tires with when they go into the pit crew they're, oh, I think all, they're all being held those... you mean the pneumatic drill yeah the gun matt <laughs> <laughs> they shoot the car several times they shoot the car with the gun <laughs> pop 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 oh that's, that's uh, part of the stock car racing is that you, the companies buy stock in guns yes. to shoot yes. the other cars to that's them. right Yes, yeah. that's Winchester that's right. haunting shit going on there. Um, so we're gonna that lead to nowhere for cars to go up. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's a scary house. Uh, so we're gonna work our way around the room, and all of us will get to read one of these quotes. Um, I will start. I will read this one. Uh, this is uh, this is a quote from B.C. Vought of Head P. When I was young, my father sold his racing shop in Southern California to race NASCAR. He risked everything for it. During that time, I was around racers such as Richard Petty, Neil Bonnet, Bobby Allison, Dale Earnhardt, and many others. Having been around all those racers who were chasing their dreams, they motivated me to do the same. It is an honor to remake a Jimi Hendrix song, but for me, a greater honor is to have it be a part of NASCAR. A great honor. Wow. A great yeah, honor bestowed. From, from that description, totally makes sense. Grew up around it. Yeah, that would be an honor. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, have, if he's yeah. literally hanging out with Richard Petty. Come on. Bobby Allison? Oh, my God. Is that Bobby Allison? <laughs> I uh, would never be able to tell you because that is the first time I've heard that name. You, you, Jenny, you know Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Oh, yeah immediately recognizable richard petty well, looks like uh, yeah. you know richard petty google I, richard petty. Sure. no google do a google <laughs> i'm not no <laughs> no she's like, i'm not tainting my search engine with that oh no, my search right. engine is fucked but i, I won't <laughs> google richard petty look we all uh, know that bobby allison was a founder of the alabama gang a group of drivers based in Hueytown, alabama <laughs> where there was abundant short tracks with high purses we all know this. Meow. We know this. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Yes. All oh, right. One more, okay. Next. One more oh, feature. Shit. One more feature in this song. I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention this. They do list um, all of the people who produced and wrote all the songs. This song was produced by Ulrich Wilde. Oh. Yes. Well, there we go. So there you go. There we There's go. A new connection again. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, okay. we got to keep going through this bad boy. <laughs> Up next, we've got... On the Road Again, as performed by Buckcherry. There's a bridge in this song. Matt. Oh, there is a bridge. They're on the road again. Like a... Jenny, we'll start with you. 
I will just say, wow, wow, wow. Uh, there are, there's buck cherry. It's very buck cherry. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Not a lot for me here. We'll just say that. <laughs> Not a lot for me. Uh, Lauren, I know there's a lot for you here, though. You know, um, I've never, you know, I've, I've done countless hours of this podcast, um, but I've never, you know, been in the recording booth to, like, record a song. But I gotta believe that there is, there is a conceptual phase in which you are going to decide how much or how little enunciation you're going to give. And it was an interesting choice, and I do believe it was a choice, to sing this song as if you are running out of time to sing it and thus not all the words are going to matter. So instead of singing it on the road again, you're going to go, I'll run again. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. I'm just like, we're just skipping chunks of words. I mean, this is the drunkest, sloppiest thing I've ever heard. And the whole time I said, this feels like a, like a, like, like a threat. Like, like, a, like I could imagine this being sung on the stage at someone in a karaoke bar because there's a fight someone got wasted and they got and then just a disagreement has happened all right and they put their name in for karaoke like two fucking hours ago and it's just a hot night at the karaoke bar so they haven't gotten to them yet and then they finally picked their name they went buck cherry you're up but buck cherry is fucking deep in the cups and they shouldn't get up there but they're like, fuck you, Garrett. I'm getting up there. Fuck you, Jams. Like, they're just fighting with the whole fucking bar. It's like, fuck all you guys. I'm doing the song. And then they're up there, just like, just like flopping around like a dead fish. Just a mess. And everyone's like, but the whole time, just dead eyeing everybody. Like, yeah, we're doing this. And at the end of this song, he literally goes and says, we're coming to get you, Willie. Like we've just we've just defaced your song and we're coming for you now physically. Mm. This is a, uh, this was this was brutal. This was, yeah. this was not a good time. Matt, you faded you know, it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there isn't a ton to on the road again. Anyway, I will say this. Buck Cherry did make that song their own. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's a fact. That's like, true. You hear that and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I know that's a Willie Nelson song. And I also know that that is Buck Cherry's interpretation of it. And I think, like, I didn't say that about the head PE one. It felt like the head PE was trying to do it a little bit more, a little bit more closer to the original whereas this felt a, this one the buck cherry felt a little more like no we've got to put that buck cherry stank on it 
that, they that slop it. on it. The buck cherryness they, of it. Yeah. They slopped it. They did slop it. Now, as promised, we're going to read you these these quotes. And I'll, I'll take this one. Buck Cherry says, rock and roll and fast cars, a perfect combination. Everybody wants to be a rock star. Doctors, lawyers, football players, the guy who works on your car, except for NASCAR drivers. They have the best gig going. <laughs> okay. What? what? Right? Okay. Uh, that that was uh, when I started, you know, realizing that all of these had quotes. And, you know, I read the head PE one and I was like, well, that seems kind of nice, like a, a personal connection. Then I read the Buck Cherry one and I was like, okay, there were there were threats. Things were said in, you, in, uh, in, in closed doors. In order to get the check, you have to write, you have to perform the song and then write uh, something for the liner notes, please. And yeah. everybody um, does the song and then it's like, no, you have to do the liner notes too or you don't get paid. What? Everybody, everybody's That's sitting right. there like, like in a buck cherry in a room. What do we have to say about NASCAR? Um, I mean, they're the I mean, only guys who don't want to be us. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would expand I would... that list a little bit, guys. <laughs> nope. Just NASCAR drivers. Just everybody NASCAR drivers. else you wants to... to sing "Crazy Bitch." Doctors, lawyers, lawyers, football players, football players. My dad specifically, the guy who works on your car. Yep, yep. All yep. right. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move into we've had some covers, we've had some themes, but now it's time to dip into an ridge. Up next, we've got Circles as performed by Nonpoint. Going around in circles So um, we uh, we uh, you may recognize this song. This was on um, Nonpoint's second record, Development, which we did on this show, and that was the record that we were a little disappointed in. We did not like as much Statement, um, but on this album, thank you, <laughs> oh, thank you, Nonpoint. Appreciate that. Nonpoint clearly were like, how do they race in NASCAR? They go in a circle. We got a song for you. Here you go. You're welcome. And uh, I appreciate that. This song, I may have been lukewarm on it before. On this record, it's like finding an oasis in the desert. Except instead of water, it's chunky rips. Jenny? Yeah, I agree with you. It was nice to see this here. It also took me to songmeanings.com, which is not something Mm. I visited for very many. But 
Uh, it seems to be that people say the song was written for a NASCAR compilation, right? Right? It's about NASCAR. It's in this compilation, and it's on this. It's on the video game NASCAR Thunder 2003. It's written from the point of view of a hyper-competitive driver and ends up implying there's always another race coming up. But someone else had a different take, and I'd just like to share it. Um, CINC World said, The song is about the seeming endless ritual of modern existence. Pedal to the floor, back in the seat, is taken to mean each day starts off the same, too quickly. It's a pretty heavy song, and the message is unmistakable. Passing the slow, defeating the weak, all with time on the sheet, is obviously a play on an egotistical person in a low-wage menial job thinking he or she is the bomb because they have an extra hour or two on the timesheet for the week. Purpose and will versus modern machine. You can be highly skilled and versatile, yet to be stuck as a one-track cog in the corporate social machine of the nation. You can feel distant even when you're at arm's length. As for the second verse, I think that it points to a person with low ambition who creates self-fulfilling prophecies of failure. Satisfaction only when I finish the end. Finally, the final verse begs the question, does it matter what place I begin? In other words, if I start out the door poor, lonely as nothing, can I succeed this in this ever-changing and ruthless world? The song is very heavy, very in your face. It mixes the drum and guitar very well with the vocals. In other words, I'm not surprised at all of the true non-point fans posting on the pop songs. Only three folks so far have commented on this song. P.S. Recoil is cannon fodder. Don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're done, but I have to tell you uh, what a reach. This song is actually just about driving around in circles and... By the way, of all... I mean, this these, these songs are all, of course... Um, you know, car themed in, in one way or another, but circles, <laughs> just about driving Look, around in circles, <laughs> made me laugh, uh, made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, what does everybody know about uh, NASCAR? Are they driving around in a circle? <laughs> yeah, I, if we had to rank the people who know the most and least about NASCAR, I think maybe <laughs> the people phoning it in the hardest might be non-point. <laughs> Let me uh, um, let me read what they wrote for it. Yes. This is the best. It felt right doing this. <laughs> because <laughs> it felt right doing this. Sure. Felt right, baby. Because we can relate to the speed, aggression, and intensity of the sport. Andy from Nonpoint. This this felt right. Yeah. Let's talk about circles. <laughs> this felt, this felt put right. the hammer down. Yeah, we felt really good about doing this. We felt great about doing this. We felt amazing about saying, yes, you can put the song from our album on your soundtrack. It was the easiest check we've ever received. Felt very right. Felt very easy. I love it. You can relate. Um, um, I also want to bring something up. that We haven't talked about this in a while. This song was produced by Jason Byler. From the Byler Bros. From the Byler mm. Bros. And so I went to the thank yous just to see if there's anything interesting in them. And in the thank yous, they thank Aaron Byler and Jason Byler. Two Byler Bros. I'll believe He's it real. When I see it. 
prove he's, it. He's in the liner notes. Aaron and Jason. Two Byler brothers. They're real. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Get in the car, boys. <laughs> Next song. Next song. Oh, uh, here we Cross go. the line by Tantric. If you thought non-point foamed it in, these guys are like, uh, what do we know about cars, guys? Uh, putting foot down to the floor? Uh, drive to survive? Survive and drive? That good? Yeah, I think <sighs> we got a song, guys. We got a song. We got a song. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Here we go. I'm bleeding for your butt. Yes, and in my opinion, this song fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this song, I wrote in my notes, this is but, this might be the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> now, violence was done to us by a dear friend here. This dear song friend. was produced and mixed by Toby Wright. What? Yeah. No. We all do bad things. <laughs> we all do. You know what? We've all got skeletons. We've That's all right. done things we're not proud of. Things Every that people... action is an opposite reaction. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's true. Um, this, yeah, this is indeed, I mean, this, I, I'll, I'll just read. I, I was writing stuff and then I stopped because I could just, I was so, I wrote, oh man, oh man, twice. Um, this sounds like someone left Collective Soul out in the rain overnight. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> Um, on a more um, specific level, there are sounds, sounds and noises in this song that are distinct of '90s grunge and '90s alternative, but they are taken out of the context in which they were meaningful to me in that time in my life, and um, repackaged here as a song about driving for nascar crank it up and i did not appreciate it it felt rather soulless to me truly one of the worst things i've ever heard the yarl obviously scott stapp is the most famously derided yarler but um this guy this guy might be worse a truly unpleasant experience every single time and uh i will never listen to this song again I got to listen to it one more time when I do the edit for this. And uh, I got to say, um, 
I have done my my best to not have these songs be stuck in my head over the past couple of weeks. Um, but they they are unrelenting. And um, I texted you, Jenny, this morning that I woke up and the first thing in my head was this Buck Cherry song. Uh, the other night I was at home and this song just appeared in my head again. I was like, go How? away. How? Go yeah. away. Yeah. Cross yeah. the line into opposing traffic and go away yeah. Uh, yeah. what an un- what what an awful song um all right well jenny what did they what did tantric yeah. have to say in the liner notes oh well tantric let us know fast cars and fast music nascar the spirit of america <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah Dude, say no more yeah, please say no more. Please say no more. Don't say another goddamn thing. All right. Well, this album's not going to listen to itself, so we got to keep going. <laughs> Up next, you got Drive in Rain, performed by Government Mule featuring Warren Haynes, Matt Abs, and special guest James Hetfield and Les Claypool. Well, let's go, boys. <laughs> I can see us panning up on a woman wearing Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Washing the car. I think she's just took the big uh, soapy uh, sponge and she just wrung it out <laughs> on her chest. Yeah. She gives the camera a little bit of like a coy smile and flips her hair over her shoulder. <laughs> Two kids are sitting on a fence and one of them falls backwards when she walks by. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> She's dancing a little now. <laughs> little shimmy. Smiling throughout. Oh, who's coming up on this motorcycle? <laughs> Why, it looks like a bad boy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that is that lead singer of Metallica? Is that the is it James Hetfield? I did it. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me tell you, Tantric phoned that shit in. Nonpoint mailed it in. Hetfield showed up. Hetfield's there. That dude put so much stank on that 69, I thought someone was going to start 69-ing. I got to hear it again. You got to hear it, Matt. It's too much. It's too much. It all started back in 69. (laughs) Yeah! Started! 69 <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, see, this, yeah. is, this is the worst aspect of letting people t- to their own devices <laughs> with like no one to check anything just like we're gonna do a rock and blues standard and you get to do you on it James I got it <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really makes you question the, the wisdom of like, let, you know, just get out of people's way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Get in the way no. of this. Maybe. <laughs> maybe this is just say, you sure? Yeah. Just, hey, let, oh, let them create, get out of their way. Like <laughs> let them, let them just get in that studio and just let, let the magic happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I would say after the last couple of tracks, as much as this is ill-advised, um, every time the Hetfield verse came on and I, I, I was, I was laughing, I was enjoying myself. So I don't know. I, 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 I agree. It's not good, but I was having a good time. And this song seems very like just straight ahead. I, I wrote my notes. This song sounds like pure NASCAR, pure unadulterated nascar this song if you told me that that someone was like i love nascar and this is my favorite song i'd be like yeah checks out 100 you, know, you bring up like a very great point where it's just like kind of it is a one-to-one it's a total analog to each other because nascar is a sport that is not for everybody and the people who love nascar love it love 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 it and this style of like watered down blues <laughs> rock that mm-hmm. does like literally nothing for me hits some people right between the ears and right in the heart and is like they love every like blues festival has a band that does this and like in fact, it's probably like ten to twenty bands that just do. I was gonna this. say, just one band, Matt, at the blues festivals <laughs> can do this. Just one, you know. What happened? But but, it, but it's like, you know, it, to me, it's toothless and uh, lacks grit. It's fun, but clearly not for me. But the people who love this love it, and that's it. Who cares what I think? That's true. I I will say Sophie has this little avocado guitar thing for babies and it plays a bunch of different riffs and they basically sound like this. Uh, But hey, you know Um, what? I love all sorts of things that other people don't love. Not trying to yuck your yum, but I also have to admit when something's not for me. Right, right. Uh, who wants to let us know what this little group had to say about putting a song on this record? I'll read this one. Um, okay. I'll mention also this song was produced and mixed by Ross Hogarth and Warren Haynes. On the recording, they said the recording with Les and James was very exciting. Can confirm. I imagine it was very exciting when uh, James Hetfield walked into the studio, cranked, cranked all the way fucking up. <laughs> On NASCAR, Warren Haynes said, uh, true American tradition that I was glad to be a part of. So, okay. Sure. Spoken like a true fan who can't get yeah. enough of can't America's speed. America's, <laughs> I almost said America's roller coaster. That's not it. That's, that's it is America's roller coaster of sorts. America's rock and roller coaster. Rock and roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's keep on going. Up next, we got Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car, as performed by Phoenix TX. Oh.
During this whole song, I just heard from Lauren's side, ah, ah, <laughs> spirit leaving body, shriveled up shrimp man. I'm going to read from my notes. This, I wrote this clearly in haste, very upset. I just, I, I wrote, this is crime. This is crime? This is crime? Not, this is, not this is a crime. I think I meant that. I just wrote, this is crime. This is crime in essence. Has no bounce. Lumbers, except I initially wrote a P instead of a B, so it said lumpers. Just awful. Not recommended. Have they heard this song before? (laughs) And then I wrote an incredible Wikipedia page. Um, Yeah, I truly dislike this song. This is uh, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. The Billy Ocean song, written by Billy Ocean and the famed Mutt Lang. Um, this is a song I think of very fondly from my childhood in my car, in the car with my mom and my sister. I remember this song coming. I think my mom had the tape of this Billy Ocean album. A lot of great memories associated with this. A lot of good feelings. I do not have any good feelings about this cover. This is terrible. I do not like it. Truly, have they ever heard this song before? Um, it feels like they showed up and they were like, you're going to cover the song. And then they played them half of it. And then they were like, we got it. We got it. We got it. We're Phoenix TX. We got it. We'll do it. Get away. Leave the room. But they didn't have it. They didn't. They don't got it. They didn't have it. They'll never have it. Jenny. Uh, I, I, you know, I listened to Phoenix TX quite a bit when I was in high school. So I... I guess I don't have as like terrible an impression of them overall. This covers just whatever for me, but it, it did not hit me in quite the way that it hit you, especially given what I've been put through so far. I was like, you know what? Fine. I had all of those like uh, punk goes pop, punk goes whatever compilations. And I really lived for it when I was a teen. So this sort of slotted into that that zone for me. Matt, what do you think? Lauren's take is exactly what I would expect from Lauren. Lauren is not a goofy music guy. I don't and like this, joke songs. You don't like joke songs, and this is a goofy cover. Um, is it? I, yes. That whole them doing the the get into my car part themselves, you know, they they just wanted to do the goofiest song that they could do for this album. And uh they should have just leaned into that they're being themselves being a they should have me first in the gimme gimme did. They just should have leaned into being a pop punk band and just done a pop punk version of the song. But instead they do this kind of hokey faux version of the song that doesn't really read or play very well. I like Phoenix TX as well. Um and yeah, they're, this song is just meh. Um, I did no, uh, I did look up their Wikipedia um, just because I was curious. Because Phoenix TX, I, I have to be honest, most of my history with them is m- just seeing the CD at various houses 
when I was in high school and being familiar with their font more than anything else. I always was aware of them as sort of like a C-tier band under like a Blink-182 or a Green Day. Looking them up, um, they apparently had a run where they were active from 95 to 2002. Um, and then they broke up in 2002 over creative differences. Um to know what those were i'm very curious uh then they reunited from 2005 to 2006 and then they reunited again in 2009 to present uh but then you read a little further and lead vocalist and guitarist william salazar is the band's only constant member so it sounds like will got uh got possession of the old phoenix tx copyright and he's just been riding that because you go through this wiki and lord i mean it's william's there and then it's a bunch of other guys just together and leaving and all over the place revolving door revolving door um but uh i was i was not a fan not a fan of of this song and this um did not make me want to check out anything else by the band phoenix tx um jenny do you want to tell us what they had to say about being on this comp Sure. We've got a couple quotes. So lucky us. Hard rock and high octane. Two great tastes that taste great together. And NASCAR and hard rock, a perfect match. Once you add us in, that is. Whoa. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This, uh, I was going to say, why isn't Hell Yeah on this? But this is pre-Hell Yeah. Um, yeah. If they no ever mistake. do another one. <laughs> it, it should, should if, be a Hell Yeah. I, honestly, why? Hell Yeah. <laughs> Make another record just for NASCAR. That, I don't know if it would be good, but it'd be better. True. <laughs> I didn't, Matt, oh. I'm not saying it. Matt, I saw you make a face. I'm not saying it would be good. I say it would be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no it was it was it was more of a um uh, since the the passing of vinnie paul was more of like eh. r.i.p vinnie paul that's all i'm saying all r.i.p dale earnhardt let's make this hell yeah record okay hell yeah Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Cars. MPH Mix has performed by Fear Factory. Classic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank God this is on this record. It's a <sighs> sweet reprieve. Fear Factory uh, knocking it out of the park. Gary Newman's classic. <sighs> it was good. It was good to see it here. It was good to hear it here. Um, of course, we have covered this song before on our one of our best steps, I'm going to say, when we did um, Fear Factory. Uh, what was that record called? I want to say Demanufacture, but it wasn't Demanufacture. 
It was, uh, I don't know. I forget. We did this album for, I can't remember. I can't remember because this album is just clearing my brain out. But uh, yeah, it was good to have this on here. I couldn't tell what makes it an MPH mix versus what was on the original album. But it was was on Obsolete. Obsolete. Thank you, Matt. Somebody was uh, screaming at the podcast scre- at that moment. Somebody threw their phone across the room and then went ahead to go Alan pick it up. Alan Smock was like, it's obsolete. Obsolete, you stupid. Oh, my God. Darren um, Davies, is, he turned it off for a minute to pace. So mad. So mad. Uh, Jenny, I assume you're feeling the same way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What made it the MPH mix? It's on a fucking NASCAR compilation. <laughs> yeah, cucks. <laughs> bunch of fucking beta bros. All right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, real beta question, guys. Uh, hot beta energy coming through in that. Uh, oh, man. is there any more beta podcast? <laughs> um. Matt, would you like to tell us what Raymond Herrera of Fear Factory had to say about NASCAR having NASCAR racing is the only thing that comes close to the speed and aggressiveness of Fear Factory. I love the speed of NASCAR. Wow. Wow. I guess they I do you think they shared what the other bands said with them or gave them like it to say something about like, you know, rock and roll is fast, so is NASCAR, like or did they? I, I don't know. It just I, there's a lot of I quotes that, f- that mirror this sentiment. Perhaps it's just true. I, I don't know. It, it may be true, or it may have been a situation where NASCAR PR came in and said, "This is what you can say," mm-hmm. and then they probably were like, "Why don't you fucking write it then?" And they were like, "Sure, if you, that's what you want, then we will." And then they sent that to Fear Factory, and they said. What do you think, Raymond? Would is this sound like something you'd say? And he's like, "Yeah, I'd probably say that." Where's this going? Inside liner notes of the comp. No one's ever gonna see this. <laughs> it certainly will not be in a podcast in like twenty years. <laughs> twenty years, yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, let's keep right. these wheels rolling. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> Up next, we got Heaven and Hot Rods, as performed by Dry Cell. <laughs> was one of i mean a lot of the covers on this album are inexplicable a lot of the songs in this album are inexplicable this whole comp is inexplicable but uh this um this cover in particular was very weird to me this is a stone temple pilots cover 
from uh, their number four album, which came out in 1999. So this is a very recent song from when they covered it. Um, and But also not a song, this, this was not, I believe, a single from the number four album. Um, just a very strange decision all around feels like the recency on this is just very weird to me but then the extra layer of weird is that the lead singer of dry cell eventually became the lead singer of stone double pilots after scott wyland passed away and he (laughs) is now doing scott wyland cosplay basically when he performs and when he sings he's clearly doing some sort of scott wyland impression which i think is one of the main complaints about the new stundable pilot stuff is it feels weird in that way but on this song he is not doing a scott wyland impression he's doing a chester bennington impression Hmm. chester bennington also briefly a lead singer of stundable pilots but after this song was done this song predicting so many things that would eventually happen to stundable pilots is surreal the whole thing is just crazy to me that dry cell picked it that dry cell predicted vocally that eventually chester bennington would also sing in the band and then also the lead singer would eventually just join the band the whole thing is strange um i also don't think um yeah, I don't I don't know. It doesn't feel as dynamic or as interesting as the original. I feel like it's kind of flattened out. So it's it's all like yeah, the the, the dynamics of the DeLeo brothers um production and and everything that they were doing on that record um I I just don't hear. It. I mean, it's a I guess it's a passable cover, but I don't um I did not enjoy it. But it was wow. weird. Jenny yeah, I definitely wasn't into this. Um, I'm also not really a Stone Temple Pilots person, so mm-hmm. there you go. But it was not for me. Uh, me either. No, thank you. That's what I'll say to that. Now, Matt, do you want to tell us what Drysell had to say? Yeah, of course I do. Thank you. Yep. They had to say... We heard that 95% of NASCAR drivers listen to dry cell while they're driving. The other 5% usually finish last. Whoa. <laughs> now, Mid-tier the math on this. <laughs> yes. The math on this. Does not make sense. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take it to the professor, but I don't think that. I don't think that's how it works, but hell. What do I know? I think we've seen pretty clearly. I don't know much. This was this was my favorite quote in the book um, because it had new metal math and this braggadocious way, uh, especially for a band who never even got to release a physical CD yet. Somehow, all of NASCAR is listening to that. I love I love it. I love it. It's so dumb. So that yeah. was my favorite quote. That's my favorite quote. You know, dressing for the job you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faking it. There it That's is. right. That's right. There it is. There it manifesting, is. Manifesting, manifesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Up next, Speedway. It's performed by Static X. Take a dart. Hold some steel. Hold on 
Not great, you guys. Not no, great. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, 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 oh Jenny, we'll start with you. Uh, I was hoping for a take on the Speedway gas station chain jingle. Ooh, that would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. Unfortunately, that is not what we got. So... Again, another tough track. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? Here's the thing. You know, like, I don't have a history with racing songs, but there is, I always feel like country music, that country bluegrass hybrid storytelling type song lends itself way better to racing music. Or just straight ahead power chord rock will do it. Like this is trying to kind of do that thing. You know, is Speedway a cover or was it an original? It's a cover. Okay. Who who's it by? Do we know? Well, the these these songwriters are Melvin J. Glazer and Steven Schlax. Um and so I looked them up and this apparently has been covered by many artists, but its most popular uh, rendition is by one Elvis presley in his film speedway Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which he starred in with nancy sinatra i watched the trailer after listening to this song and a true time capsule of another era you guys um really something else um couldn't uh yeah i highly recommend it it was very entertaining two and a half minutes uh i couldn't imagine watching a whole movie (laughs) like no fucking way i gotta hear the elvis version here all right Take a time Hold some steel A whole lot of sweat Yeah, like, just hearing that The song makes so much more sense You know, like, that feel feels like propulsion Like, it feels mm-hmm. like it's moving um, where I mean I love Static X, I it just didn't work. And yeah, it's not great. Um, I looked up uh, Elvis. Interesting guy. You should check him out. He's got some songs. I've heard um, things. Heard, yeah, I've heard some things. Um, interesting guy. And uh, I will read this quote um, from Ken J of Static X. He said, NASCAR and auto racing have had a huge influence on our music and imagery. Nothing says America like NASCAR. Wow. It's almost like that's a catchphrase for NASCAR. <sighs> it's very American. Very mm. Ameri. Very Ameri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? I don't. <laughs> that is a real indictment of America. <laughs> I think that of all the things America could be indicted for. <laughs> yeah driving fast cars in a circle low on the fucking low on the low low on it low yeah 
Um, this song was produced by Wayne Static and Trip Eisen, mixed by Ulrich Wild. So you can kind of pinpoint the era. This is, this is. I think this is right before uh, Shadow Zone. Mm. So, I mean, maybe that's maybe and they did this and they did Shadow Zone, which is very close to Auto Zone. Mm, true. Um, get into the zone. zone. Get yeah. Into the zone. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Up next. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. We got Fast Cars performed by Darwin's Waiting Room. You got a fast car. I want to get you anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Started from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to Whoa Matt, you gotta get to the rap, I'm sorry You've gotta get to the rap I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at a convenience store Matt, Why? 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 Because it's you got a about list fast of songs. Cars. There's like you got a, a trillion fucking fast car songs. Nobody's covering the Beach Boys. Nobody. No one. Co- the Beach Boys said, "You know what? That is surprising. That is surprising that there are no Beach Boys songs in this." And it's not like Mike Love doesn't like money. So right. <laughs> I don't know something. I mean. The, the the numbers must have not been right for the old Beachy Boys. Um, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> yes, it there, is. There's no way around. that's that song. Tracy Chapman's song is nearly untouchable because it is her voice and her guitar. You can hate the song and think it's not a good song, and I'd be fine with that. But the performance of that song is directly linked to Tracy Chapman. You cannot do that song unless you're Tracy Chapman in my book because it's her. You know, like like it's so. Well, I feel, Matt, that there is there is an essence to a cover. Which I don't think we've really talked about on this episode too much. But there is an essence to a cover. When you are interpreting the song, if you're going to bring it in, make it mean something to you, and yeah, make it make it yours in a way. So you have to decide what that means to the original essence of the song, and and also your intentions, mm-hmm. because what this feels like to me is that they thought. 
they could Limp Biscuit Faith Fast Car. Okay, I see what you're saying. But the thing with Faith is that Faith, at the time in which Limp Biscuit covered it, so you got the era, George Michael was not, I think, thought of as highly. He's kind of a faded star at the time. You know, and I think the song, I think Fred had said it was kind of this cheesy song. So they were taking a cheesy song, they were gritting it up. And in a lot of ways, what the lyrics were about didn't kind of matter, but it also fit into the larger ethos of Limp Biscuit's whole vibe of like wrong guys, shitty relationships. You know, I thought we we're going to make this work, girl, but you got to have faith. You know what I mean? It fits. Mm-hmm with it now if you know tracy chapman's original fast car and what it's about and the yearning and the sadness but also the hope that is inherent in that song and she performed this song i don't know if it was that she performed it live and i think it might have been at the nelson mandela freedom concert there's a live performance of her doing this song and it is it is incredible. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube, youtube.com. Look it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really good website. And so, uh, yeah, it was this the Nelson, version uh, Mandela 70th birthday tribute. There it is. Incredible performance. Um, the vulnerability is there, all those things. Uh, and that is truly lost in translation here. And uh, when the rap comes in, it, it just, this song is not meant to be aggressive. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a true, it's a true boner, you guys. They boned it. They T-boned it. Yep. Well, I have to say, uh, this is a, it seems to be a, a real case of judging a book by its title here because this Mm -hmm. is the quote from darwin's waiting room we're very fortunate that we would be able to contribute a song to the nascar compilation with so many incredible artists on the album we wanted to do a song that everyone was familiar with and yet approach the song in a way that's never been done before in unmistakably darwin's waiting room (laughs) yep besides what song is more appropriate for the fastest growing sport than fast car we did, well, we did not read the lyrics. These no. guys definitely did not. They did. Song, oh no! This songmeetings.com was not there to help them at this time, and <laughs> I can think of some songs that are a bit more appropriate. But go off, Darwin's waiting room. You know, nothing makes me feel the spirit of racing like you got a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. I've been working at the convenience store, managed to save just a little bit of money. Richard Petty was called the king. Yes. (laughs) I mean, when you hear lyrics like that, your your next thought is crank it up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, up next. Oh got sorry. 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 I'm just like, again, you got a fast car. Is it enough so we can fly away? We gotta make a decision, leave tonight or live and die this way. (laughs) He's going into the pit for a tune up. Will he be able to keep his lead? Danica Patrick. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right. All right. All right. Let's keep going up next. We got a little song called Sick Molt Injected Mix performed by Slipknot. to that bolt injection mix. Wow, I want to drive in circles right now. Um, the only difference I could find with this to the album version is that um, all the swears are edited out. Uh, because you may be driving a vehicle at extremely high rates of speed that could result in injury or even death. And you could be dealing in some incredible stressful situations on that old raceway, heading in circles, going over 100 miles an hour. But uh, keep those F-bombs to yourself. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is this- an American sport. American sport. and No swears. Uh, no swears. No swears. Now, Slipknot didn't say shit about why they put this <laughs> he didn't say a thing and nah. also this has nothing to do with cars nothing i couldn't find nothing not a goddamn thing molt injected say, sure what does that mean i don't know it's injected with molt <laughs> oh classic molt injection yeah 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 i, well, I gotta pull into the yeah the molt is what makes the car go fast oh if you got enough molt yeah. If you got listen, all of our gearheads are yelling right now, going, "Cars need molt." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I know. They're like you, beta. You beta cucks. You need to know. Cars when you pop need the hood, molt, and it has to be molt. injected with a big syringe that's as big as a man's arm and a huge needle. <laughs> it's like a vaccine for a car. If yeah. it doesn't have its molt, it can't go fast. Yeah, if you drive by an auto zone, you can see cars lined up in the parking lot, hood up, guy with a giant syringe injecting <laughs> that molt straight into the just, engine block. Just wherever. You just wherever. Molt willy nilly. <laughs> doesn't yeah, matter. Just in- get the molt in there. It'll be absorbed. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> It'll do it. It's it's the way that when you take an aspirin, it knows where you where it hurts. The head, That's the right. arm, it knows. It knows where to go. The same thing with a molt injection. Where is your car hurting? It will fix it. Yeah. Where is your car slow? It'll make it go fast. Yep. All right. We got to go on to this next track here. We got <laughs> Born to be Wild. It's performed by Slayer. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
This fucking sucks. Oh my god. Slayer. Slayer. Legends. 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 No doubt. Fucking legends. And Slayer's oh. like, fuck you, NASCAR. We're gonna poop this out. Enjoy it. You, uh, you ever wanted to know what blast beats sound like? <laughs> Born to be wild? Eh, why not? Who cares? Oh uh, my god. Uh, oh Rick my Rubin god. produced this. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> Asleep on the couch. Get out of that. their way. Get out of their uh, way. What's up, sure. guys? You do yeah. you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Welcome yeah. to Shangri La. You know. <laughs> Slayer, another band. Gave us no explanation for this. Why would they? It's all there. It's all in the text. It's all, right? text. It's all it's text. It's all text. They're uh, on this because they had the right to do Born to be Wild. <sighs> all right. Uh, let's, just, let's just keep. I cannot believe. I feel like we're running a NASCAR race at this point. We're yeah. on lap 20 and we've only got 400 more to go. That's right. Up next, we got Highway Star as performed by Typo Negative. <laughs> Sounds like the molt got put in correctly. Yeah, proper molt. Prime molt injection. I will just say, I wrote in my notes that I love Typo Negative, and I can never say anything bad about them. They go for it in this one. Chants, wacky solos, organ, groans. They did it. They did it. They showed up. This song is nearly six minutes long, and they are just like, you want us to fucking cover Deep Purple? Yeah. We'll fucking cover Deep Purple, and we're going to do it Typo style. And uh, I I don't know I, I I I thought it was successful I who knows I don't know the original one Highway Star though certainly you know what's in what's a Highway Star except somebody who just needs to get in a NASCAR track Jenny uh, I'm surprised that uh, you I think you do know the original because it was like very ever present and I think rock band commercials. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, or it was in some commercial with somebody standing on the top of a car. But maybe this is just burned into my memory and no one else's. I mean, I, I this, am. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'll just say I'm, 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 I don't know if I've talked about this on the show that I'm very anti-rock band, like the video game. Oh, so, I had no idea. No, I haven't yeah. talked about that. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I'm not your puppet. Um, and that's why I don't like the game. Um, I, I, I'd heard about it for a long time and then, uh, it sounded very fun. And then I went to, uh, like a party and they were like, yeah, we're going to all play rock band. And they were like, they showed me how to play it. And I said, so I just have to hit these buttons when the colors correspond on the screen. And they're like, yeah, that's the game. And I was like, so what am I like a fucking gerbil? Like hitting these buttons for like my, I couldn't, I could, I felt like a fucking fool and I hated the entire premise of it. It it's I hated it. You're just hitting these buttons to correspond with the. It didn't even have anything to do with the songs. You're just hitting them to match the colors on the screen. I felt like it was a, a baby shit. I hated it, and so that's that's my rant on that one. Sorry. Wow! 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 wow, wow. I mean, only big boy games for Lauren. <laughs> well. I will say I I did say I recently my my son is when watching all these YouTubes of all these video games then he's like yeah, I want to play them and so I go look them up on like PlayStation Store and stuff like that and uh, I was just reading about like what you have to do in these video games now and it all just sounds like work like I looked up a Need for Speed and I've got to like I have to like change the transmission and like pick the paint color I'm just like I don't want to do that I just want to race the car don't make me have to change the tires that's someone else's job I don't want stop putting the work into the games. Like, I don't need that. I don't want to do that. Hey, brainwashing the masses to keep doing their capitalist duty, man. I was, hey, man. I was, I was playing Doom, a Doom, the other day. Because I had forgotten I'd bought it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll try to play that some more. Eternal? And I couldn't... I don't know which one. It's a Doom. And, uh... And uh, sorry, that sounded dismissive. I just don't know which Doom it is, Matt. I'm sorry. I just don't fucking know what Doom it is. You. Makes it's me feel like the asshole. I don't fucking know Doom. Uh, it was a Doom. It's a newer Doom. And uh, <laughs> which made it tough was that they were like, I couldn't get into a room because I needed to find a password. And apparently I could only get that password by listening to someone's audio recordings. And I was like original doom didn't do this shit they just gave me you find the key card and then you go through the door and you shoot more people don't make me listen to somebody's fucking podcast to get further in the game like mm. just give me the codes sounds like a doom 3 thing because uh it might have been it might 2016 have been is all about like just blasting bozos and same with eternal I, I just want to blast bozos, Matt. That's what I thought I was getting. And this was like, do you have the key? Do you have the codes? We need the codes. Oh, I'm no. like, get these codes out of here. I, I thought wanna... they were gonna make you like install the door. Like, the, I felt like the, I felt like I was gonna have to log on to Home Depot Pro and find out how <laughs> I could get a new door frame for Doom Three. Well, hey, <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear. I I would like yeah. to tell you. That typo negative had something to say. Unless somebody else would like to read it, because I've been reading a lot of these. I think we've um, all been reading and loving I it. I think we've all been reading it. We've all been uh, loving it. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to share. Just trying yeah. to share. On behalf of myself and Typo Negative, we would like to sincerely apologize to Deep Purple and thank NASCAR for this great opportunity. Peter Steele of Typo Negative. 
I feel like they kind of nailed it there. And I felt like this cover was actually fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for typo negative. They really I like it. The only people to apologize are the people who didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, true, true. All right. Up next, we've got Demon Speeding, Dirty Black River Mix, as performed by Rob Zombie. It's Rob. It's Rob. It's Rob. It's Rob. Rob Zombie doing the Rob Zombie thing. Demon speeding. Clearly, they saw the word speeding. They said cars go fast in in a NASCAR race. A no-brainer is remixed by Chris Vrenna, which makes it the Dirty Black River mix. At this point, um, my, you know... I'm just—it's all just waves over me, just waves over my body at this point. Um, I, yeah. Do you have you guys have anything else to add on that? I believe it is time to crank it up. Also, Rob Zombie didn't say shit about this. No, he didn't. He's like. All right. Okay, we've got some more songs left. Up next, we've got Supercharger, the Let Freedom Ring mix, performed by Machine Head. machine head i see you when i think letting freedom ring that freedom must be the amen breakbeat that's correct that's right that's right nothing more american than the amen breakbeat mm-hmm. um i mean this is basically the song from 
the Supercharger album by Machine Head with added scratches, drum machine, and Amen breakbeats. I thought it ripped, and I needed it. It was good to have it. Uh, they also could have left it off. Could have done that too. Another option. <laughs> Another option. Pursued that. Do we need pursued it? that? Eighteen tracks. Meow. Do we? Do Meow. we? No. No. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. This remix basically is trying to make this song sound like a Slipknot song. Sure. Um, this was this was remixed by three people: Steve Regina. Rob Cagino and Eddie Wool for Scrap 60 Productions. So three guys got in there and they said, let's roll up our sleeves and make this this. shit. We got to let freedom ring with this mix, boys. Yeah, yeah. Adam Deuce had something to say about this. He said, racing is the essence of living. Anything else is just wasting time. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Get that on a t shirt stat. Speaking <laughs> oh, of time, man. I think it's time that I ask my question of how respectful of our time is this album? This uh, album comes in at one hour and three minutes. Not shocked. No. Not shocked. It's a long boy. It's long. It's long. It's long. It's long. And what could make an album feel longer than a song by Stained? Up next, we've got See Through as performed by Stained. Inside myself alone, you put me on your shelf alone with my insanity. So they're like they're they're like they're thinking we've got to apparently have eighteen tracks on this album. Well, that'll and make we... the album legal. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, I feel supercharged now. Good for um, me. And uh, and uh, Stain were like, we're not going to give you a new song. 
We're not even going to give you a recent song. We're going to give you a song from the album from before we got popular that no one has. And what does this have to do with car racing? You see through a windshield? Mm-hmm. What a stretch. Yep, you the do. Only other thi- the only other thing I could think is that he's talking about being alone with his thoughts, all these things, and then he's complaining in the chorus, who made you think that you were God? So, if I'm going to extrapolate this into NASCAR, when you're driving a NASCAR, you are by yourself in the car, except for you got your pit crew boss, the pit boss, got a little microphone in your ear telling you, do this, do that. Drive slower, drive faster. Turn them, you know, come in. You're looking weird, you know? Then, then maybe you're angry because you're driving around in circles for hours. You got to pee. Maybe you're a little bored. How are they not bored? And uh, and then this guy's telling you what to do, and he's just like, "Who made you God, guy in my ear?" Mm. That's my stretch. That's it. That's my thought process. Songmeetings.com. Go there. <laughs> Let him know. You might be right. That- I, I, you know what? As I'm saying this to you, I do sound like an insane songsmeanings.com. You sound uh, like a person. correct songmeanings.com person. <laughs> yeah. Um, stained. Let me stained. Oh, yes. Y- you go. You go. Oh, I, I actually, I, re- I didn't realize I had opened up the songmeanings.com page for this song, and um, uh, Big Fred said. People who push themselves on you, my way is the right way, have to do it to make themselves feel better. My way is the right way. You have to have the right of way when you're driving or else you'll hit someone. There it is. That's Mm. the connection. Yes, the right of way connection. Yes. It was right there in front of us the whole time. We're fools. We're so dumb. We're so fucking stupid. (laughs) They buy stock in the car and that's why <laughs> that's why it's a stock car I, you know while i was saying it i was like this doesn't make any sense honestly but- i was like it i think this person might have been lying to matt but i don't know like because i the could first see time it I had ever said those words out loud like i just heard him and i was like okay i guess i mean when you said it i was like huh i guess that huh. makes sense i guess stock sure car racing that's it you know mellow yellow buying a shit ton of stock in a in car, car to get their name on the, the yeah. t- you know, never, and let's never and it worked. the question and then i was like that does not sound right well you might have just invented something okay so Maybe, yeah, yeah from the ashes a, a phoenix shall rise uh, uh yeah we have one song left can you believe it you beta cucks yeah he pieces of shit yes uh we have one song left song is called hot rod lincoln as has performed by les claypool my peppy said son you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod lincoln And the links were sent to pace. That story's true, I'm here to say, cause I was driving that bottle A. So got a 
Lincoln motor and it's really souped up. That bodily body makes it look like a pup. Got eight cylinders and he uses them all. Got overdrive and it just won't stop. <laughs> four barrel car but a dual exhaust with four 11 gears. You can really get lost. Got safety tubes but I ain't scared that the brakes are good the tires bare. Pulled out St. Pedro late one night. The moon and the stars were shining bright. We was driving up Grapevine Hill past cars like they were standing still. I mean, I mean, oh boy, yeah, I mean, I mean, can I, can I tell you guys a, a story about Les Claypool that has nothing to do with this? Yeah, sure. Please. Yeah. So uh, my grandma, unfortunately, passed away this past November and uh, at her funeral, my uncle John, who's my godfather, who got me into a lot of really cool music. Um came up to me and said, Hey Jenny, how you doing? And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> at a funeral, it's fucking sad. And he's like, you ever heard of Les Claypool? <laughs> and I said, yeah, how come? And he's like, yeah, I went to see uh, Primus. They're doing a farewell to Kings cover tour. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that. He's like, I didn't like it, but Let's play Claypool's pretty good at bass. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of known for yeah. that. Yeah. Mm, I was like, yeah. that's the uh, consensus. He's like, oh, yeah, so you've heard of him. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, Do you mind saying a few words about grandma at the end of this? I, I don't know if anybody else is going to feel comfortable. I was like, sure. Yeah, might as well. It was truly something I'll remember for the rest of oh my, my God. life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Um, this song wow 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 uh this song's covered by dead milkman and is apparently an old rockabilly song yep which i know i don't know anything about rockabilly other than when i see people really into the rockabilly lifestyle i wonder if they're scary the thing I know about rockabilly is that it's one of the great genres. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about it, and people love it, and there has been no disparagement. You're exactly right. And Rat Fink. <laughs> Racing Rat a Fink. car. Yeah, Rat Fink in a car. So... Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, if if you love, um, what are those dangly things that hang off? Oh, the fuzzy knives. No, the not no. The, hang on. Are you talking the, about the nut sacks? No, not nut sacks. Matt and I are both right I'm, on the mic. Really, <laughs> um, nuts. The frills. You know, nuts. it's, 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 it's <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what? I am talking about nuts, you beta cucks. I, I am talking about it. I'm talking Those about nut sacks. Hanging low right over your fucking forehead, bro. Oh. Right over your fucking forehead. Those nuts have so much pomade on them. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> Just... Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. This <laughs> fucking album. Yeah. Um let's Matt Matt, what did what did Les Claypool have to say? Oh, Les Claypool honestly gives us our <laughs> best quote. People have been telling me for years that I look lo a lot like Richard Petty, the king. So I figured, what the hell? I'll do a NASCAR compilation. Ah, <laughs> uh, that they printed it tells me a lot that they that les claypool was like i love a check 
So, I think a lot of these artists love a check. Stained love a fucking check. Um, I love a check. <laughs> Jenny do loves I, a check. Do I get a check? Not usually, uh, but I love a check when I get one. I love a check too. Um, that's the album. That is um, that is NASCAR on Fox. Crank it up. Um. Oh, crank it up. Um, let me go back to that all music review and uh, finish it off. Um, and I'll just I'll go to the last line. There's a suitable soundtrack, perhaps, for images of cars whooshing over the road in undue haste, though it doesn't make for the greatest music. Rob Zombie, Slayer, and Slipknot are some of the biggest names on this collection, whose liner notes are dotted with quotes by many, though, again, not all, of the artists extolling the relationship between, as Tantric puts it, fast cars and fast music. Extreme liberties are taken with some vintage classics by Jimi Hendrix, Crosstown Traffic, Willie Nelson's On the Road Again, Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild, and Hot Rod Lincoln by Les Claypool, who's less prone to overdoing the histrionics than most of the other artists. Of course, subtlety is not the hallmark of either NASCAR or Hard Rock, but some cuts are plagued with the worst sort of retching grindcore vocals. Others, like Phoenix TX's Get Out of My Dreams and Get Into My Car, are in a more tuneful and slightly rootsier good time cruising vibe, though aggressive let-nothing-stand-in-my-path energy is the prevalent mood. Wow. Okay. Okay, and now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon. Talk about the cannon. Jenny, Jenny, we're gonna roll down our windows and start with you. Okay, first of all, I'd like to say, um, nothing for the cannon. This was a real wild ride. Very interesting. Uh, thank you for suggesting it, but definitely not. Definitely not a thing um, for the canon, but a true uh, time capsule, I will say, in many ways. Lauren, how about you? Uh, well, first, I want to say... <laughs> And uh, this is a brutal listen, brutal listen. A lot of these covers, if they aren't uninspired, then they're ill-conceived. Some bad tunes. I'm going to say that you should crank down your window and throw this out of the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing for the canon. Matt. Uh, well, first, I, I would like to say... <laughs> Uh, wow, this sucked. Um, just unfortunate, kind of, from beginning to end. A few high points that you would never need this album to obtain um, in a million years. Uh, I definitely feels like a cash grab, just trying to grab all the cash that they could grab and uh, shove it into the stock that they're buying cars with. Yes. Uh, 18 tracks are you kidding me oh lord this thing is bloated af not great no canon for you you are not in the winner circle crank it up so there you have it nothing for the canon though we did learn a lot about cars today a lot about i NASCAR corrected today. a 20 year mistake today 
We yeah, learned a did. lot. You learned a lot. I mean, I've got a. I'm realizing that my car is behind on molten injections, so I will be uh, t- getting my giant syringe and uh, just shoving it right to the bumper to get my molten injections up and running. So uh, definitely go to your um, car dealer or uh, mechanic of choice and say, "I need molten injections stat." I heard about it on Roach Coach. And uh, that does bring us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your recs. You got another rec like this? You got another surprise like this? Let us know. What an experience. We ain't afraid. What an experience. We're not afraid. Clearly, we're not afraid. We ain't some beta fucking cucks ain't no cucks oh, here bro not not one no way no way no alpha way. strong alphas alphas, alphas. Ah. matt matt give us that alpha howl <laughs> there it is <laughs> there you go there it is. Yeah, i'm a bear <laughs> oh. oh man i gotta put a molten injection into me baby oh yeah I went to the hospital for a long time after I gave myself a molten injection, but I felt fucking amazing. They said I was was close to death like a real fucking man. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Ah, yeah. Uh, We also got a Patreon. You can donate to that. (laughs) 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 Over on Patreon. Oh, man. All right. We got to get out of here. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. You're welcome.